Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good afternoon, and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Jeanette Chasworth, your host of Design for Joy-Filled Living. Our show's topic today is Removing Abundance Blocks. And our leading lady today is Ms. Melissa Galka. She is an amazing woman, and she helps people to get out of that poverty mindset. Can you tell us a little bit more about what does that mean? Where do we get stuck in abundance, Melissa? There's, thank you, Jeanette. I'm happy to be here today. And there are so many ways that, that we get stuck in poverty consciousness. You know, some of them are instilled in us in childhood, and, and many of those childhood concepts live in our subconscious mind, so we're not aware that some of those things exist. And um, in terms of, you know, just years and years and years of feeling like we're not good enough, we're not worthy enough, you know, all of those kinds of things, society, you know, we're, we're seeing such disparity and, and that disparity is growing between, you know, sort of the have and the have not. So we're reinventing ourselves in society, but we also have to find new ways to be in the world and think of ourselves in the current environment. Yeah. I mean, COVID really threw everybody for a loop, didn't it? It did. I mean, we couldn't see each other. We couldn't, I mean, Zoom. Like, that changed everything in good ways and in bad ways. I think in a number of ways, you know, there were challenges, certainly. If your business is predominantly face-to-face, mine is is primarily by phone. But um, in terms of it left us alone with our thoughts, it helped us get out of the mainstream and, and all of the push and pull and allowed us this additional time to be with our thoughts, to connect with our intuition, to feel and be more grounded in the world. And that has a lot of positive uh, benefits as well. Absolutely. So what does that do for somebody? Does that help increase their their energy level? How does being, I mean, a lot of people, oh, I don't have intuition. It's just kind of this area, you know, whatever. But talk to, about how being more centered within ourself and that intuition, what does that really do for us? Well, it's understanding that our brains are these amazing matrices. And, and no one honestly knows how the brain functions 100%. Um, however, this concept of poverty um, increases things like dopamine in our brain, 
the same way that addictions do, violent video games, increases the amount of dopamine in our brain. And we're seeing folks become sort of dopamine, um, have a, a, a huge amount of dopamine going on in their brain, which leads to things like depression, loss of momentum, all of those kinds of things. And unfortunately, in, in some ways, the, the pandemic sort of contributed to those. Right. But when we understand that there's one emotion that brings together the balance of serotonin and dopamine in our brain, and that one emotion is gratitude. Mm-hmm. So when we're in a state of gratitude and those and all of those hormones are balancing, we're able to feel more centered, more grounded, we're able to think more clearly and um, create solutions um, that we may not have been able to look at if we're simply in a dopamine-filled phase, which is what happens when we drop into poverty consciousness. Can you hear me? Hello. There we go. Sorry. Melissa? Yes. Okay, there we go. Yeah, that that poverty level that that's really and it can be addictive. I mean, I know there's a lot of TV shows I stopped watching because the energy was just too much for me to handle anymore. And if you go back and you look at TV shows from 10, 20 years ago watching the replays, they're much slower. And even with cell phones and everything, we're constantly being bombarded with information. Well, and, and society, thank you for mentioning. I mean, television shows often sort of um, cause this belief that being in poverty, being hardworking is is somehow the the basis for um, humor because many of your the shows that are comedic in nature surround people who are poor and their struggles with poverty on, on an everyday um, basis. Yeah, it's true. I mean, and it's not funny. I mean, it's, it's really not funny. So how do you lift people out of that poverty consciousness? So in, in my work, um, when I meet with a client, we sort of do this whole assessment of, you know, their energy field, where um, we walk through some sort of childhood experiences, beliefs, relationships, because everything is connected. And we start to look at where did we plant the seeds of that poverty in our lives? And what do we need to do to sort of uproot those um, those stems, if you will, <clears throat> and begin to look at how can we nourish new growth that is rooted in abundance and in gratitude. So <clears throat> most people have 
even though it may feel counterintuitive, have this, this sense of if I sit in my little poverty stew and I wring my hands and I pray, I meditate, I whatever, and focus on my poverty, I will get out of my poverty. Well, what you focus on keeps happening. Correct. So, <clears throat> so think of in terms of magnetism. If you put the backs of two magnets against one another, they're going to push against one another. But if you wish to attract abundance or anything into your life, um, you have to exist in a world where that abundance exists, meaning that you can take 10 or 15 minutes, simply begin building this this experience in your mind of what does it feel like to have so many customers that I have to hire all this extra help? Or what does it feel like to, you know, sit on the veranda of a, a mansion, you know, on, on the lake? Whatever that feels like, you have to start feeling that in your body as if it already exists in your life. And then you create that energy, you feel that feeling. And then when those thoughts of poverty begin to intrude, then you go back and you touch that stone of, of abundance and well-being and, and allow your energy field to shift back. And, and with those touchstones, depending on how often you go back to them, you may have to recreate a new experience every two to three days until your body starts to learn, understand, and shift that frequency. In the universe, whatever we think about, the universe says, oh, so-and-so is, is, has all of these thoughts about poverty and, and, and lack and all of that kind of thing. So apparently they want to understand about poverty and lack. The universe doesn't have a common language except frequency. So it experiences that frequency, the source, guides, angels, whatever term makes you happy, react to the frequency that you're at, and they assist. Well, if they're seeing in your energy field poverty, loss, lack, then they're going to assist you by bringing more of that into your life. As you magnetize it, you draw it into your life, they assume that you're in a learning curve. So you have to put that frequency, use that common language, to put it out there to attract back to you what that... Law of attraction stuff. But I like the way Absolutely. you're talking about as like it's really changing our energy and making it higher. Yeah, interestingly, <clears throat> pardon me. Interestingly enough, back in 2005, I was deeply in debt and just at a loss for what to do. And I actually called into a radio show to an online um, person, and I said, <clears throat> "Pardon me, it's dry where I am." Um, I actually said. Um, you know, how do I create abundance in my life? And she said, change how you think about poverty and prosperity. And that was it. That's all the, all the advice she gave me. 
And I thought at the time, that's pretty worthless advice. I'm like, boo. And now, all these years later, I I make amazing amounts of money. I live on a mountaintop in New Mexico in a million-dollar house. And it was just changing my thoughts about poverty and prosperity. That is amazing. All right, so we're going to take a quick moment and recognize one of our sponsors and partners. Women Lead Radio is brought to you by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be one of the largest private nonprofit universities founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable, high education, higher education to adult learners. Today, National University Education has students from across the U.S. and globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. Thank you for your support from National University and to all our sponsors and partners. Now, back to our show. Melissa, one of the things you get into is that sometimes we bring in stuff from our parents and even other lifetimes that can be keeping us from achieving our goals. Can you, I mean, I know we did some stuff on me, um, our first visit, and as a result of that, I got two clients that gave me a 30K month, which was amazing. And I was like, wow, this is great. I haven't had a 30K month in a long time. So how does stuff we bring in, like, we actually inherit stuff that can be holding us back. Um, absolutely. I mean, as children, when we come in, we're just these little radiant beings of divine light here having a human experience and learning from our parents because we mimic them. We don't know any better. So as we sort of take in those attitudes, um, so for example, as a child, my fa- I was my father's favorite child, even though there were five of us. I was his adorable little princess. And he would constantly be buying me these, my mother, and I was probably four or five at the time. And my mother said, why are you buying that child one more gift when I don't even have a pair of shoes that don't have a hole in them? And instantly something inside me just pulled in and said, oh, for me to have anything um, good in my life, I'm taking it away from someone else. Oh, man. So it's under... Yeah, go ahead. No, that's right. That's a big blow, especially for a child to take on. Absolutely. And and in in those innocent moments, they're called the formative years for a reason. It's when we're creating the rules and regulations that govern from the subconscious mind for the rest of our lives until we sort of dig into that subconscious mind and for those factors and, and um, you know, lay them to rest. And then, you know, depending on your belief system, we also create, before we came here, we sat down with source, our guides, our higher self, and said, what do I want to learn in this lifetime? What, what do I want to retire? What do I want to overcome? And in some cases, there are these aspects called incarnation 
theme where we incarnate over and over with the same theme. It's not uncommon for it to be five to 16 times wanting to learn how to overcome things like abuse and abandonment and that kind of thing. So we um, have those incarnation themes. Well, often within those incarnation themes are those sub-programs of deservedness, of worthiness, which are really the, the foundation stones for poverty consciousness and feeling like we deserve anything, that we should attract anything, that we have anything to give back to the world. So we look at those aspects of your what's called the Akash, your Akashic Records, early childhood trauma before verbalization skills, those lessons and rules that we've adopted. So there's it's um, this wonderful matrix of information that we created before we came here in this blueprint to get perhaps our PhD in abandonment. So we look at all of those factors together and sort of weigh those aspects and start the process of systematically converting them. We're not calling them bad or wrong. They're opportunities for learning and growth. And in business, if you're not growing, if you're not learning from each experience, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. We're here to learn all facets of those um, incarnation themes. But if we label them bad or wrong, then we're incapable of learning from them. So we look at them in a different light, in a different way. And in this new era, the last three years certainly, but the last five, have transformed how we have to be in business. We are inundated from every direction whether it's on your laptop, whether it's on your phone, whether it's, you know, out in the world, we're inundated by messages, messaging, advertisements, and we come up with this sort of vision fatigue, where to, where to use our mental collateral and our attention and where to put that. So especially as women who are innovators, we pay attention, we know what pulls at our heartstrings, we, we have this this innate intuition, we're now being tasked with finding new ways to be in the world, to find new ways to reach clients, and sometimes, sometimes the old ways are the best. My, my business is almost 100% referral. So we should be asking for those referrals when we meet clients or asking for um, mentors or asking for advice and that's where women are unique and where we can transform our experience do you have any advice to really give we've got a lot of women business owners listening to this is there something that you can really impart to them that might help them at this time absolutely I'll always lead with with your intuition, but it has to be from a place of centeredness. 
It can never be from a place of fear. <clears throat> we all have that friend um, who wants to get married, and as as they say, you can smell the desperation on that person. So women are innately um, sensitive to the, the smell and the pheromones that people put off. Yes. So important not to be in a place of fear. To take those few moments to be creating that experience that you want to have in your business, to keep that front and center in your energy field, in your heart, because no one has ever created anything good from fear, good or lasting. We can only do it from our vision and our desire. So um, taking a few minutes every day to sit down, focus, refocus, um, be really present with what it is that you want as opposed to what you don't want, because I think you probably have enough of what you don't want. Indeed, indeed. That's really awesome. And I think that that, that fear is really what causes the poverty mindset, because that's, that's what you're afraid of, right? Well, and it's, it's really about being present, right? So fear feeds on the past and the future. If we're staying in this moment, if we're finding that space of gratitude, we're able to create a powerful magnetism. But when we're popping out to the future, constantly worrying, am I going to pay this bill? Am I going to do this? Am I going to get this client? If we're constantly out there in the future, we're looking over our shoulders going, yeah, that happened and I don't want that to happen again then we're not present and we're in a state of fear. So we absolutely have to find ways to stay in the present moment. I ha- When I was learning this, I would put little notes on my computer that said, be present now, to remind me constantly all day long to come back and stay focused on what's right in front of me. I can't control the future and the past is gone need to stay present in this moment. And is that kind of like grounding too? Like what, what does being present really mean? Because I think like we're, we're not really able to do that very much because there's so many distractions. So can you go into a little bit about what being present really means? Yeah, it means, you know, we all have that moment in our day when we're following our passion and we're completing a project or a a a book or a document or whatever that looks like. And I know personally when I'm writing, especially about topics that I feel passionate about, time falls away. The future is taking care of itself. The past doesn't matter. So, you know, when you're in that state of passion and really engaged, and I don't care if it's painting or whatever you're doing, as long as you're completely present in what you're doing right now, the rest of time falls away as, as does your fear. And now you become this, this dynamic magnet that's able to really pull into yourself. There are a couple of techniques I tell people. If you're feeling ungrounded and if you haven't heard the term or you don't understand what that means, 
That means when you're in a state of fear or panic or feeling a little bit outside yourself. The term tree hugger became popular in the 80s, in the 70s and 80s, but the truth is it's been around in Native American terms for a thousand years. It's connecting with the earth because we now live in a society where we absolutely don't connect with the earth at all physically, meaning that our bodies are, have a, a, a symbiotic nature with the electrical field of the earth. And if we're not resetting to that frequency, then we start to lose grounding. And you can do things like standing barefoot in the grass. You can literally hug a tree that has a taproot down into the earth. You can stand in the dirt. But as a society, people can go months, if not years, and never experience physical connection to the earth that nurtures us. And we call her Mother Earth for a reason, don't we? Absolutely. How do we get connected with you? Absolutely. You can um, visit my website at www.abundantlifealloneword.com. There's a list of my my services, my um, workshops um, that's out there right now. We're developing a new workshop for the fall on the Mirrorverse. And I'm, I'm excited and to be writing that? that now. What is the Mirrorverse? So, so the Mirrorverse is this, this concept of I am personally a, a, a mirror impact, which means um, I feel the emotions of others. And that's not unique. I mean, there are so many mirror impacts in the world who don't really recognize that what they're feeling isn't theirs. It belongs to someone else. So this class in uh, on the Mirrorverse, one, teaches us how to manage those tools and really leverage them in life and in business, and even more so from a spiritual aspect, from a healing aspect, and from um, a sort of divine aspect, creating new relationships um, in the world from that power center of our divine mirror. sounds amazing that that really sounds wonderful and what a great way to improve our lives from all aspects it's wonderful and it is easy to take on other people's stuff or people who are empathic and knowing when it's somebody else's stuff and when it's yours is really important and that's just it that's where things like road rage comes from you know, you're in this traffic with all these emotionally charged people that are hurry, 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 late, 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 and and you start to become, you know, you're sitting in this cesspool of human emotion. It's pretty tough not to take that on. But as business people, it's so critical that we're staying clear, that we're clear in our boundaries, that we understand and know what's ours and what someone else's. Absolutely. Can I have you give your website one more time? Absolutely. www. 
www.abundancelife, all one word, dot com. Fantastic. And that's our show for today. I'd like to say thank you to Melissa Galker for being such an amazing leading lady. And special thanks to all of our listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally, as we are an international show. After our show today, you can listen to Women Lead Radio on all subscription podcasts, specifically Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. It's been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you so much for listening, and have an awesome week. And think positive thoughts so you can bring abundance into your life. Thank you so much, Melissa. We've got about a Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.